Hello, and welcome back to... Yeah, that can't be good! A rewatch podcast of the sci-fi original series Eureka, the longest-running original series on the Sci-Fi Channel to date. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to leave a comment, you can do that on our website, EurekaRewatch.com, on our Facebook page, Facebook.com backslash Eureka Rewatch, or on Twitter, at Eureka Rewatch. Let's get going! Here's Doug with the YouTube synopsis. Season 1, Episode 4, Alienated. There are no aliens. Still, Henry is concerned about his assistant, Spencer, who insists he's been abducted. Sheriff Carter recognizes the young man's trauma, but isn't buying alien influences, even when his own deputy, Joe, knocks him out cold and joins three other townsfolk in a plot to kidnap a visiting congressman. Written by creators Andrew Cosby and Jamie Paglia. Teleplay by Harry Victor and Dan E. Fessman. Story by Verena Bleal and Betsy Landis. And directed by Marita Grabiak. This episode originally aired on August 8, 2006. Thanks, Doug. Hi, I'm Vicki, and I'm back this week with my co-host, Kim. Hi. What do you think about the show so far? So far, I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of quirky. It's kind of my, I always call it my happy show. When I'm in a bad mood or something, I always go back and watch Eureka. Yeah, it's interesting, and I like the, uh, the backdrop. Yeah. So this week's episode is Alienated, and the episode begins with Carter taking a mandatory firearms exam with the help of Joe. That doesn't seem to be going very well. Nope. Oh my God, no. Carter. A 55 assault can uses a 30 round magazine. On what planet? Less commentary, more addition. What's my score? 53 percent. Yeah, third time's the charm. I think that Joe's still feeling a little resentful that they hired Carter as the sheriff instead of offering her the position. Yeah, right. I feel that too. Yeah. So of course Carter flunks the test. The pettiness continues when the phone rings and Carter refuses to answer and Joe refuses to answer the phone because he's the sheriff. It must be for him. Carter gives in and answers the phone. It turns out to be a noise complaint for Spencer's Friday movie night. Carter being Carter and being as petty as Joe is being decides to send his deputy out on the call. I think this is the first episode we've seen Spencer since the pilot and I think also the first episode we've seen Taggart since the pilot. Do you remember, do you know who Taggart is? Does he look familiar to you? Taggart. No, but I'm trying to remember all the characters. The, the, the older Australian guy? Oh, Jim? Jim Taggart, yes. Yeah, Jim. Yeah. Jim used to, wasn't he on that show? I'm trying to remember. It was a comedy, and I'm trying to remember the song. It was a song that came out back when we were in high school. And he was, he was a doctor, wasn't he? I don't know. Or am I wrong? I don't know. In high school. Yeah, um, it could have been in our early 20s, too. It's, it's a song that came out. It was something with doctor in it, and it was a comedy. I'm trying and to... I want to say that he reminds me of that person. I don't know if he was a star of the show. Huh. 
I'll have to look that up when we're done recording. And if I find the show you're talking about, I will put a link on our website with information. That's the only one I could think of. He looks familiar, but I don't know where else. What I remember him from is, I guess there was a TV show or a movie. I don't remember. I think it was the 90s, but I could be wrong because I have no sense of time anymore. Do you remember there used to be Coke commercials with Max Headroom? Do you remember Max Headroom? No. He was like a computer-generated head. Yeah. He was Max Headroom. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know why. I just think that's cool. I just remember the Coke commercials. I think it was Catch the Wave. Is that what he said? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so this is the first time we see him since the pilot as well. Oh, okay. So in true Eureka fashion, they can't just watch a movie. They have to hijack a satellite to watch a movie that hasn't been released yet. (laughs) (laughs) So Carter sends Joe out, and she ends up watching the movie with them. When the movie's over, they all seem to be a little freaked out when they're leaving. You know, Ted Mm -hmm. wants to walk Joe out to the car, and Fargo seems a little freaked out. After they all leave, Spencer starts watching the movie again, And he goes outside because he hears noises and there's this big light shining Mm -hmm. on him. And we don't see anything else. In the meantime, Allison is informing Carter that a VIP congressman is coming to town. And she warns Carter that she needs there to be no incidents and she needs it to be a quiet day in Eureka. And which always makes me laugh because if if there's going to be any trouble, it's not going to be Carter that's causing it. Right. You know, it's like if she tells him we can't have any trouble. Well, if she doesn't want any trouble, she needs to have all her scientists go home. Right. And not do anything. Because they're the ones who seem to cause all the problems. But, of course, it's not going to be a quiet day. Henry comes to report Spencer missing. Joe's acting kind of more Joe-ish than she usually is. She's kind of over the top. Yeah. Yeah, right. (laughs) And so they go to Spencer's trailer to find out what happened. And I don't know what makes them go into the field, but they find Spencer naked in a crop circle. Now, did you notice when Nathan was walking through GD with this congressman and all these people Mm -hmm. were walking behind him? Uh Uh-huh. Did you notice there was two people wearing plastic? No. I don't know Mm -hmm. why. I have no idea why. There were two people. They were in their regular clothes, but they had plastic over them. Everybody else was in their regular clothes. And there was never any explanation. Hmm, I watched it like three or four times. <laughs> yeah, and they, and they never told us why. It was just funny because hmm. you would see them every once in a while walk by, and both of them have clear plastic on over their clothes. I'm going to have to pay attention <laughs> next time. <laughs> so anyway, this project that was being tested was they were testing a bunch of monkeys in some way that whatever this was was supposed to make them agitated and aggressive so that they would eventually turn on each other. Mm-hmm. But uh, some for some reason, it didn't work. The monkeys were all happy. Yeah, they were. <laughs> <laughs> Later, we find out that Beverly is working with this congressman. I see that. I was like, what's up with this? Right. In the last maybe two episodes that we did a podcast on, the first episode, I asked my co-host because she killed Susan Perkins in the first episode. At oh, the end. yeah, that's right. Right. And it was kind of unclear to me whether she was doing that for the benefit of the town because Susan was going to tell somebody that she thought Walter had helped with his experiment. Right. Then the next episode, when we see that Susan was alive 
and Beverly seemed very concerned about that. I started to think that Beverly's working on her own. Beverly's the one that owns the house, right? Yeah, she owns the bed and breakfast. Yeah. Okay. Now, I guess it seems pretty clear that they're working against whatever's going on in Eureka. And this is the first time we hear them talk about the consortium. Oh, okay. The consortium believes the artifact was excavated and moved. To Eureka? To Section 5. Well, even you can't get access to that. No. But Nathan Stark can. You think he'll just take you on a tour? If there's something worthwhile in it for him. You'll need leverage. That's why I'm here, Dr. Burrow. You know better than anyone. So she's apparently part of this consortium. And they're looking to see something in Section 5. Oh, okay. Because each one of those round levels is a section, and the fifth one is the one that has the most secret stuff that nobody can really know about. Exactly, exactly. And they want to see something in there. I think we saw Section 5 in the first episode, but you hear about it and you know that all the biggest, most secret experiments go on there and not that many people have access to it. In the meantime, Fargo's reported missing, although we know he's in a tree with Taggart. And and Vincent is reported missing. Vincent is the one who who owns Cafe Diem. Okay. Carter comes back to the office, and Joe knocks him out. Doesn't she believe that he's part of the evasion or something like that? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think they they all, the five of them, believe that Mm -hmm. everybody's against them. Yeah. Henry comes to the office. They start to figure out that the five of them were together watching a movie, so whatever's going on with them or whatever happened to them happened during movie night. So they go back to Beverly's to talk to Spencer, who's still ranting and raving. Carter realizes that the other four are after the congressman. While this is happening, the congressman talks Nathan into bringing him into Section 5, and you see him in the suit, and he's going down a tunnel, although we don't see what he's looking at. We only see a reflection of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they don't really ever tell us what it is during this episode at all. No, but did he make a reference to God? In, mm-hmm. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very secret and it's very classified. But seriously, by the time this storyline mm-hmm. is over, you're going to be really sick of hearing the word artifact. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Then I go to Indiana Jones. <laughs> it's like I never want to hear that word again. So Henry goes into Spencer's trailer to see what they were watching and figures out that they were watching a movie about aliens invading and finds that Spencer dinged it off the, the Global Dynamics satellite, the satellite that was used for the experiment with the monkeys. So the reason why it didn't work on the monkeys is because it bounced off the satellite and because they were watching the movie, it worked on them. So that's why they're all aggressive and paranoid. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because... Weird things strike me funny. It was funny seeing Vincent from Cafe Diem with a gun... Oh, yeah, because he seems to, well, I don't know now. Because sometimes he gets into one of the little attitudes, and this sometimes it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, he does get an attitude, but I don't, I'm not sure, and I could be wrong, I'm not sure I've ever seen him with a gun. He's usually in his restaurant. We barely see him anywhere else other than his restaurant. And now he's running around with a gun with, <laughs> with all these other people. <laughs> Well, they got to kill who wants to conquer. <laughs> <laughs> so they capture Faraday, and they leave Nathan with a, whatever, what do you call those? 
they shot him with a tranquilizer gun. Okay. So, Allison and Carter find Nathan on the ground, and Carter figures out that they must be going to Taggart's lab. Of course, Nathan wants to call in the SWAT team, and Carter thinks he can talk him out of it. Because, really, if Nathan called in the SWAT team, they probably would have had to kill Joe, Taggart, Fargo, and Vincent. Because what else would they do? If you call in a SWAT team, they're going to shoot people. Right. Carter gets inside, even though Nathan doesn't want him to go in, so they can't send the SWAT team in now because Carter's inside. And he, in his Carter way, talks sense into them. It's funny because at the beginning, Joe and him were still at odds, and Joe was still resentful. But after his speech to Joe... That was nice. Yeah, it was. After his speech to Joe, she's the one who caved in first and understood that maybe he was right. Yeah. We have the alien right here. Get out of our way. Maybe you do have an infiltrator, but it's not him. It's me. I'm the new guy, right? I didn't pass your test. I didn't see how much this town needs you. Fair. But I need you too. You're not an appendage, Joe. You're my partner. And there's no one in this town that I'd rather have watching my back than you. And that's the truth. So, please, trust me. So, I mean, he got him out of there without hurting anybody. Now, the congressman, after that happens, I would be a little angry. Well, yeah, but he's up to something. Right. I just don't know what I, I don't know yet. Right. Yeah, you're right. I, you're absolutely right. I think he's, he's only not being angry because he wants whatever he saw in Section 5. Mm. He wants to be part of that. So... What do you think about the character so far, since you're just starting to watch? Well, I'm getting used to him and still trying to remember who's who. Right. Um, in their own personalities. We're um, like Douglas. I'm getting used to him and finding out he's, I can't even say nerd, but it seems to be he's Nathan's little, almost to me like a gopher. Go for this, go for that. Yep, Exactly. You know, and Vincent knows a lot of stuff because it's almost like being a bartender where everybody comes to you and they're talking to you about your problems or what's going on. Jim, he's a little over the top, <laughs> a little bit older than them, a little yeah. over top and to the extreme. And then you got Nathan, who's still kind of bitter about him and Allison and thinking that something's going to go on with Carter and Allison. Yeah. So, you know, he's still got a little attitude with him. You know, Beverly, I wasn't sure what her purpose was until I seen them in the in the room together, her and the senator. I thought I liked her in the beginning, the first couple of episodes. But then I'm kind of like not liking her, especially when she was on the sidewalk and had that attitude in one of the other episodes. Yeah, and I'm like, eh. Yeah, no. something's up, yeah. Yeah, something's up. Exactly. And then when I see the kid, like I said, when I seen her with the senator, I was really like, Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, my favorite, other than Carter, because Carter is always my favorite character, but mm-hmm. other, other than Carter, Henry is my favorite character, and he's my favorite character through the whole entire series. He never stops being my favorite character. Now, wait a minute. What's Henry's last name? Which one's Henry? Deacon. He's the mechanic. Oh, yeah, that's right. He is always my favorite character, mm-hmm. other than Carter, because I think Colin Ferguson is the funniest man alive. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. He just makes me laugh. He doesn't have to do anything. He could just make a face or yeah. scream. 
he just makes me laugh every time I watch the show. Well, for him, too, he's been thrown into a place where everybody is brilliant. Right. And sometimes when you're really, really smart, you can be street stupid. Right. No common sense. And that's where he comes in to make sense of the simple stuff. Right. And his way of thinking. And even, like, when they went into the field, I want to say the reason why he found him in the field was the way the, the grain fell. Because when you walk a certain way... Whatever you walk in, it bends a certain way. That's what I'm believing. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, that's yes. how they found him, that he was searching, looking, and that's where, you know, the grain falls. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. To me, he looks at things, you know, differently, and I guess that's why he was, you know, was he a de- detective or... He was a uh, U.S. Marshal. Marshal. And he was good at what he did, and it's just the way he looks at it. That's why I like it, and there's a little sense of humor in it not so much in these first a little bit in these first episodes but Mm -hmm. more so later yeah definitely right because sometimes it's like oh stop being so serious (laughs) not that serious i know is there anything else that you think about the show i I like the show and like i said this one i watched over and over again to see if i missed though but i said you can watch something a hundred times and you're gonna miss something yeah further it started getting to the series it's gonna make more sense to me Oh, definitely, yeah. I guess it's kind of good that even though you don't know everything that's going on yet, it's mm-hmm. not like you're lost. No. It's still a good show, even if there wasn't all this stuff going on in the background, like the the consortium mm-hmm. and whatever's going on with Beverly and whatever's in Section 5. I mm-hmm. mean, it's still a good show just by the experiment gone wrong every week. But I am. This, I, like I said, I do enjoy it. And, you know, I can't wait for the next one. You know, i to been watch when I can. Yeah. We don't see Zoe at all in this episode. Yeah, and some of the other characters, there's a limit because I like when the whole town is yeah. kind of involved. Yeah, that's really the whole episode. Mm-hmm. Unless you have anything else you wanted to say about it. No, nothing else I could think of. Okay. City XK Exterminator. Very good. BMFG Liquidator. Magazine. Trick question. It uses a single chamber artillery. No, Operator. Keep this up. You're going to pass the exam. Yeah, I don't know. I tend to choke exam. Well, this is the exam. Emmanuel didn't say anything about it having to be written, so I... Thanks for the tutor. Don't mention it. One last note before we end. I did, after we finished recording, look up the television show that Kim was talking about earlier in this episode and it was a television show called Dr. Doctor. It came out in 1989. If you go to our website EurekaRewatch.com there's a link to information on the show and there is also a link for the YouTube clip of the theme song. So remember to visit our page. Thanks. All right so that's it for this episode and we will be back next week. See you later. Okay, DC, tell us what's next. Join us next time for Season 1, Episode 5, Invincible. See you soon. Invincible. See you soon. Bye.
Please remember to follow us on our Facebook page. Yeah, that can't be good. At facebook.com backslash Eureka Rewatch or on Twitter at Eureka Rewatch. Links to information discussed during our podcasts will be added to our website at EurekaRewatch.com. You can also listen to our podcast on Podbean. If you'd like to send us an email, please email us at EurekaRewatch at Gmail. We would love to hear from you.